Welcome to Mission Matters, celebrating the people and initiatives that embody the Jesuit tradition of St. Louis University. Celebrating what matters in the 200-year-old mission that is SLU. Brought to you from the Office of Mission and Identity. Once upon a time, there were a group of musicians in the Society of Jesus who came together and formed the St. Louis Jesuits. They created multiple songs and music albums, and many of these songs are sung each Sunday in churches all across the country. One of these songs is The City of God, written by Dan Schutte in the 70s. The refrain goes like this. Let us build the city of God. May our tears be turned into dancing. For the Lord, our light and our love, has turned the night into day. How exactly do we go about building the city of God? Is it an actual city with bricks and stone? Theology tells us that Jerusalem is the city of God and that the new Jerusalem is our eternal home in heaven, where all our tears will be turned into dancing, all our sorrows into joy. But what does that look like when we are called to build the city of God? How do we do that? How do we turn sorrow into joy, despair into hope, night into day? No one of us can do it alone. In order to do it, we need a community. We need to help one another see the light. Even God is a trinity of persons. The Father, the Son, and the Spirit make up a community. So God teaches us in God's very being that in order to be God-like, we must form a community around one another. This is how we build the city of God, by learning from him who is our light and our love. So welcome to uh, Mission Matters podcast. This is something brand new coming out of the Office of Mission and Identity. And really happy to have Brooke Skedeker here with us from St. Louis Midtown Redevelopment Corporation. So welcome, Brooks. Thank you for having me. It's um, kind of fun to have you here because you live two doors down the hallway. <laughs> yes, so yes. Uh, we run into each other all the time. Yes. Um, but it's really exciting for me to learn a little bit more today about mm -hmm. what it is that you spend your time doing and how it connects to the SLU mission and all of that. So Great. go ahead and take it away. Okay. So yes, executive director of the St. Louis Midtown Redevelopment Corporation, which the shareholders of it are St. Louis University and SSM Health. It got started in March 2017 after about two years of work to get it off the ground, uh, primarily led by David Heinberger, um, CFO at SLU, Bill Kaufman, General Counsel, Michael Lacito, Vice President of Facilities at SLU. Dr. Pastello, when he came to campus about five years ago now, saw that the campus was great, um, saw that the campus was really attractive, but really the neighborhood, the area around the campus did not have a lot of retail or entertainment, you know, just much going on in that. So he wanted to go ahead and try to make that a big part of his campaign initiatives here. Okay. So the whole St. Louis Midtown Redevelopment Corporation came about as a result of wanting to improve the neighborhood around campus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what you see, you know, in Midtowns really across the country are not only the job centers, but then places that you can go to for retail and services yeah. and amenities and 
entertainment even. And we've really been missing out on that in St. Louis. Yeah. Um, so this area. is, it, it's really exciting what's getting ready to happen now. Yeah. Well, I know having lived in St. Louis until 2016 and then moving away mm-hmm. just until this last fall, you come back into this area and the first thing is like, Ikea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so many great things going on and the development for the student housing. And so I know you've been involved in a whole bunch of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So just mm-hmm. talk about some of the projects that either are past or present or future. Sure. Um, just my brief background, uh, 15 years prior to this, I was really working in the Grove in the Central West End from 2002 to 2017. So primarily, you know, west of Van Avenor of the campus, um, saw a huge resurgence of what happened there in the Grove neighborhood, probably one of the worst neighborhoods in the 1990s and early 2000s, and now is, you know, thriving and becoming one of the best neighborhoods in the city. So it was great to be a part of that. And this really, I see, is kind of a continuation of my work there, just crossing on the east side of Van Avenor. It's very exciting. So what are some of the things that are the most exciting from your point of view about the work you're doing? Yeah, well, there's over a billion dollars of investment that's occurring right now within our redevelopment area. So that does not include any of the SLU or SSM Health institutional buildings and but you have the city foundry that's opening this summer that will have St. Louis's first food hall, uh, 20 plus local restaurants that will be there. Uh, we'll have Fresh Time Grocer um, that will open up there. Punchbowl Socials, a bowling alley, arcade, karaoke, live music venue, Fassler Hall specializes in having beers on draft there. And then in the winter 2021, Alamo Draft House uh, 10 screen movie theater will also open as part of the City Foundry project right there. there. Wow. Mm-hmm. And now I know where Foundry is because <clears throat> I drive by it every day, but can you explain where it is for folks who don't know the area you're talking about? Sure. You just mentioned IKEA before. It's yeah. right across from IKEA, right at Van Deventer and Forest Park Avenue there. It's the old federal mogul um, site. They originally um, were producing rotary parts for the old Ford Hazelwood plant here in town. And they are, as part of this, the Lawrence Group is taking this project on. They've been working on it for several years now, and they are keeping all of the existing buildings that are there, getting historic tax credits and brownfield tax credits to to make it this very innovative and and special place for St. Louis. Awesome. That's so exciting. And will the firehouse stay there on the corner? Firehouse is there for right now, you know. So um, the the electric company that's right next door to it, they'll be there too. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah, but the City Foundry Project, it's 15 acres. Um, When all said and finished, will be over $300 million development there. Wow. Just to the north of that, right across the street on Forest Park Avenue, is the new Element by Weston Hotel. That will open also this summer. Oh, wow. So 153 uh, extended stay rooms, 10,000 square feet of commercial space on the ground floor. And then they'll also have a rooftop bar and grill that they'll manage up top there. So that'll be a really nice addition 
for SLU, I'm sure lots of alumni and parents will be coming back, you know, homecoming and graduation that will be staying there. And then the other project that's been um, going for a while now is just south of I-64, south of the city foundry is the Armory District, and that's getting a complete redo right now too. So it's great to see a lot of these projects here you know, for decades weren't sure what was going to happen with them, but now they are booming and um, lots more investment and lots of other developers are, are interested in what's happening here. So I know when I first got here and I, we were first getting to know you and the work you were doing, you mentioned that there are some sites on campus that have some pretty significant historical background. Can you talk about any of those? Yes. Or am I remembering that wrong? <laughs> you know, lots of history um, for the area. Of course, the, the only Civil War battle that happened in the state of Missouri actually happened on SLU's campus there by the Bush Student Center. Uh, Dred Scott was originally buried in the, the Black Cemetery that was at Laclede and Grand. Um, there he was then moved to Calvary Cemetery wow. um, then in the late 1800s. Um, one of the main reasons why Arthur Ashe actually came to St. Louis was because of the armory building. Arthur Ashe was from Richmond, Virginia, and at that time Virginia did not have any tennis tournaments or any indoor tennis facilities that allowed African-Americans to participate in them, and the armory was always integrated. Um, How and, about that? Yeah, and then right up the street to uh, right by the Gate District West neighborhood that we're working in now, uh, Maya Angelou lived when she was a kid. So oh, it's, isn't that we're, neat? We're just surrounded by this awesome history and to see these buildings and be put back in place. It, it's great yeah. to see. And it's neat to know that, to mm -hmm. recognize that there's some significance to those locations mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just enriches the entire environment. So that's, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, it's always fun when I get to give talks with alums in SLU because they kind of, you know, tell you about the, the different stories of these buildings and yeah. that. Lots of uh, previous ROTC members that would, you know, trained <laughs> in the armory building and everything. Wow. And then they, of course, it was an indoor tennis facility. And then in the 1950s and 60s, it became a concert venue. And the Grateful Dead played there for ah. two nights, and James Brown and Ike and Tina Turner all performed there. So it, lots of people had lots of uh, good times at the Armory. Wow. So we should do, like, silver stars or gold stars on the yeah. sidewalk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yep. Midtown St. Louis yeah. and uh, the Walk of Fame. So what have been some of your favorite projects? So, you know, back in with my history really is working a lot with communities and residents and um, I have my master's in social work from SLU, and I really got started working in neighborhoods around St. Louis. I feel like I specialize in helping build neighborhood consensus um, over issues and coming in really and working with residents and neighborhoods to say, this is your neighborhood. You should be able to decide what happens here as an outsider, as a you know staff member for this. I'm here to help, but ultimately the residents business owners, you know, clergy members, um, you know, property owners and that, they're the community there and they should ultimately be deciding what happens. Um, so we went ahead and a lot of people will ask about 
oh, is there any residents within the redevelopment area there? You know, what about this big, the big G word, uh, gentrification? And so SLU should really be proud of Dr. Pastello and the steps he's taken for this. But it's called the, the Gate District West neighborhood. It's the neighborhood next door to the School of Medicine. So it's in between Compton and Grand to the east and west, and then Shoto and I-44 to the north and south there. That neighborhood experienced some really rough times in the, the 1970s and 80s and 90s. Because of that, uh, SLU went ahead and stepped in through the, you know, the city requesting, and a lot of the residents there requesting that SLU come in, buy up some of the, the homes that were falling down, um, some of the problem properties there, went ahead and did that in the early 1990s. And now there is actually, because things are stabilized there, there's actually a market for new homes to be built there. And I came you know, with a crazy idea. I went to Dr. Pastello a couple years ago, and I said, what about actually the residents there leading the process for these 48 single site lots um, that are in the neighborhood? And um, that's what ended up happening. SLU, working with uh, Alderwoman Marlene Davis there, helped start back up the Neighborhood Association, which hadn't met for about five years. So we started back up the Gate District West Neighborhood Association. Um, with it now, there's a beautification committee, a safety and security committee, and a development committee. And wow. the development committee is made up of nine residents, very dedicated residents. And we actually allowed them to go ahead and issue an RFP for the 48 parcels back in August 2019. And then proposals were due in November 15th, 2019. So it's... That uh, is impressive. Yeah, it's something they don't see a lot of universities kind of you know, taking this step um, in my previous positions. And we would go ahead and you know try to buy out some absentee landlord. Then we would go ahead and come in with... Here is the developer. Here's the project. Now, neighborhood, do you like it or not? Um, But this is really flipping the script on that and allowing the residents from the beginning to make all the decisions on what's included with the request for proposals, what kind of uh, buildings and structures, the kind of materials, the price points on the homes, all of that. So They keep their neighborhood. Exactly. There's 33 homeowners there primarily African-American residents, a lot of them that actually grew up in the neighborhood, and they are getting to decide what happens with these, you know, lots that are next to their homes. That actually does more than just give you a sense of ownership of your neighborhood. That actually builds a community. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm always looking for how do the things connect with the mission of SLU, and that sense of building up a community that's such a clear connection point there. Yeah, and you can see, I mean, just for myself going in and working with these residents, it's been really just, it, it, it's exciting, it's rewarding. They're looking at me like, you're going to allow us to do what, wow. <laughs> you know, with this? I mean, and they haven't seen, you know, development really happen in their neighborhoods, you know, for 30, 40, 50 years so this is, it's a, it's a new time for them. It's a new era. Um, and they really, they deserve this for sticking it out through the, you know, the good times and the bad. Yeah. Um, so we have retail and services um, that are coming all around them, but then this is going to also bring in some new neighbors for them. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's pretty exciting stuff to come. 
So how do you see the work you do as being both an expression of SLU's mission and also that notion of higher purpose, greater good? Like, how does all that play in your head? Yeah, it's, you know, the, the reason why we have three main authorities for this area here. So the redevelopment area stretches from I-44 to the south to Laclede Avenue to the north. Uh, Compton to the east, and then pretty much uh, Vanda Venner and 39th Streets to the west. So it's a 400-acre redevelopment area, and the city and the state went ahead and gave SLU and SSM the authority over this area because we've been here, you know, for um, 150 years. And so, and you know, with the new hospital, $550 million investment there, the city and the state said, you two institutions really should be, you know, the caretakers of what happens here. And so with it, you know, I mean, we definitely want to go ahead and make it a place that is inviting and appealing for our faculty, staff, and students. But we also want to make it a place that all St. Louisans feel welcome to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really have an advantage here because it is so central to everything in St. Louis. So because of the Grand bus line there, the number 70 bus, it goes all the way along Grand, you know, from North City all the way to South City. And it runs now every 11 minutes. So both North City and South City need this to be a place where they can come to for jobs and retail and services and that. And and that's what's happening now um, because of it. So everything that we do, you know, again, we're keeping in mind what would be great for our own community, but then also the greater St. Louis community as part of it. Um, One of the things that people don't necessarily know about, and maybe even the SLU community doesn't necessarily know about, is this great program called the Habitat for Neighborhood Business. And it was started out of SLU's business school and entrepreneurship program there Uh, There's two dedicated staff members of it and this dynamic board. They go ahead and support minority-owned businesses or entrepreneurs. So it's it's primarily African-American-owned businesses and entrepreneurs that are looking to start up their own business or looking to possibly, you know, advance their business, grow their business. And so they now have, they're working with about 35 business owners through the program and we are really hoping that some of those land within the redevelopment area. Wow, that would be so, excellent. Yeah, so it's, I've actually, I joined the board back in November, and it, it's very exciting. And when I go and talk with the, the communities, I go to a lot of the, the neighborhood association meetings for both the Tiffany neighborhood and the Gate District West neighborhood that are border are included within the redevelopment area here. But the one question that I do get asked is, is there going to be any business owners that look like me right. um, as part of it? And we're we're definitely out there making sure that it is a very diverse mix uh, of what's available here in the redevelopment area. That's great. You know, as you were as you were talking about that, even the Grand Bus Line, mm-hmm. all I could think was the connections between North and South. Yeah. And literally, we've got the bridge that connects the North and South campuses. Mm-hmm. To think of the SLU community being a bridge builders oh, it, yeah, definitely is. in the city of St. Mm-hmm. Louis. What a phenomenal mm-hmm. role. Yes, yes. 
And I, I think everybody realizes we're not going anywhere. Yeah. We're going to be here. And, you know, with Dr. Postello's leadership in that, we now more than ever are making collaborations and partnerships everywhere. And and as you talked about with this connections, the, the Shoto Greenway uh, that's going to go right through the redevelopment area and the campus is also going to be that east-west connection for pedestrians. And then now we'll also connect north-south um, through the campus and through North City and South City. And then, by the way, Dr. Postello sits on now the Bi-State Board, but we, of course, got, got the Grand Metrolink stop, and that, yeah. that, that, that's a grand there. So it's an amazing location. It has so much potential, and in just a couple years, it's, it's going to be there. That's People. fantastic. So um, you mentioned the Shoto Greenway. Talk just a little bit about that, because that's something that I think a lot of folks who like to get out and about and walk and ride and do whatever, physical and outside. Um. Yeah, it's, um, this has been a concept talked about for probably about 25 years now. How do we go ahead and connect Forest Park with the riverfront and the arch grounds? Um, there used to be the Shoto Lake um, that, that you know ran through the, the center of the city. That's where now a lot of the railroad lines uh, run through now. Uh, but the Great Rivers Greenway is the, the, the group that's been working on this for the last several years. And it's actually, it's going to happen now. So we are going to have a trail, and sometimes I get in trouble for calling it a trail, but it's a, <laughs> a greenway trail that will again connect Forest Park to the arch grounds and it will actually have a loop that's for it so you don't have to go back and forth on yeah. the same uh, section of it. So it's it's most likely going to come along the Metrolink lines and then also probably along Forest Park Avenue to Market Street. From there too it will connect uh, along Spring Street and go through Slew's Campus by the Clock Tower, uh, through Grand Center and all the way to Fairgrounds Park. And then on the other side, it will go across the I-64 there up to our new development at Grand and Shoto and then connect all the way to Tower Grove Park. That is phenomenal. So one loop would be how many miles? So the the loop in the central uh, corridor part is supposed to be between six to eight miles. And then, uh, you know, I guess from Fairgrounds Park to Tower Grove Park is probably another, you know, six to eight miles Uh there. The other just kind of special thing about it is, you know, Forest Park is, is only, uh, it's a little over a mile from Slough's campus and the, the riverfront is a mile and a half. It will really put both of those amenities, both of those just awesome features of St. Louis, it will put them in the backyard for Slough's campus, which, you know, right now it's not, <laughs> it's not the safest to ride on Grand or right. Van Deventer. And so to really have faculty, students, and staff, you know, being able to go ahead and ride safely to uh-huh. these great amenities. It's uh-huh. just something pretty spectacular. And for those who are runners, it'll be yes, a good yes. thing for that. Another thing, too, it's it's supposed to be up to 26 feet wide in most sections. Oh, so plenty awesome. of room for runners, bicyclists, you know. Even, rollerbladers. Yeah, rollerbladers, dogs. moms pushing baby <laughs> carriages, all of that. Fantastic. Um, so, yes. well, that's exciting. So it when's is. the timeline on that? The whole 
routes and that are should be coming out here in the next couple months on exactly where it's going to go. They're doing all the engineering work for it right now. The first section is actually completed in the, the Cortex district by the new Boyle Metrolink stop there. And then that is supposed to come over from Cortex by IKEA and connect to the city foundry development. Hope you know that's the first phase of it. So hopefully that happens in the next year or so. Oh my, mm-hmm. that's something to look forward to. Yes, definitely. Fabulous. So is there anything else um, that you think the folks in the Slough community would be interested in hearing about or need to know about? Just again, that there's a lot going on and every day there's there's more that's happening. Between the two campuses, again, it's only a half a mile stretch between the north and south campus. SLU is very special in that point that the medical campus is so close to its main campus. Um, a lot of universities around the country are, don't have that. Um, so to have them so close together is, is, is a really nice feature. So within that half a mile stretch there, it actually has a new name to it. It's called Prospect Yards. So that that was voted on by the St. Louis community. We had over 8,000 votes for that name, Prospect Yards. You can follow that. We have social media for it. So we have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, where there's a website and that. So I would, any folks that want to go ahead and stay up to date with what's going on, we try to keep those social media outlets up to date as much as possible. And then with that, we have a really probably seen some of the billboards that have gone up at Grand and Shoto, but we have a great development called the Iron Hill development that's going at the northwest corner of Grand and Shoto. That will be another $350 million development there, over 14 acres, two hotels, uh, lots of office space, retail on all the ground floors, more apartments coming to that area. And then there's going to be this awesome plaza area that will have bars and restaurants overlooking the plaza area. And then a developer that will go ahead and manage the property and do all the programming for that plaza area too. So most likely there'll be yoga in the mornings, uh, kids events in the afternoon, adult events in the evening. Uh, But it's really just going to be this dynamic new mixed use area uh, for Grand and Shoto there. And then right across the street from that on the east side of Grand is the new Steel Coat Square development. And that's taking buildings that were vacant for 20, 30 years there and uh, rehabbing those and and now building a new six-story apartment complex, too, that's going to go along with it. So there's just so much in the works, so much more that's going to be occurring and more announcements that are going to be out there. And it's it's an exciting time for SLU, Midtown, and and just the entire city of St. Louis. It sure is. So if we want to keep up on all those new to be announced developments where's the best place to yeah prospect yard so you can facebook instagram twitter um it's it's all there Um, there's also a website uh you'll you'll see stuff coming out in the post dispatch and the business journal too but it seems almost monthly that we have new announcements that are coming out you know it's funny because as you're talking you know i'm always in the background trying to see how is this how can we express this uh, in mission language? And uh, the same phrase just kept coming back as you were talking, and it's that notion of building up the kingdom of God, building mm-hmm. up the city of God. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sing for you, <laughs> but a lot of the Catholic parishes have that song, City of God, that gets played often. Mm-hmm. And it it is exciting to think about the notion that 
when we're building up communities or when we're building buildings, that that can build up something so much more than brick and mortar. Mm -hmm. That can build up fellowship and it can build up a community spirit and it can build up a sense of generosity and joy. And boy, does our world need that right now. Yes. I love going to these neighborhood meetings and that because mm -hmm. they're the ones that really show that wow, this is yeah. this is happening. We we stuck it out, and now it's finally here. Yeah. Uh, and so, I've been wanting to do something like this work since I was about twelve years old, and growing up in the city of St. Louis, and that, and seeing the tremendous potential of our city, and mm. you know the why it wasn't happening. Um, so it's just it's a real joy to be a part of it. Definitely, and not to trivialize it, but did you play with Legos as a kid? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was more about um you know making fair teams and you know like having yeah. people getting you know and getting to know people and you know the community yes. building yes. Yes. that's awesome yeah. well thank you so much brooks we're going to look forward to hearing more exciting <clears throat> news and from where i sit this is just one more way that we can see the slew mission playing out in the day-to-day -day. it's happening in the offices next to you it's happening with the people that you sit down to lunch with so uh, keep your eye out for the mission, and if there's anything you see going on that you think needs to be highlighted, go ahead and give us either a text or an email or a phone call over in the Office of Mission and Identity. Thank you. It was an honor being here, and I think both you and I always have our doors open. We do. So second floor of DeBerg Hall. So if anybody out there wants to ever come say hi or has questions, that's where we're at. Come on down. For now, thanks so much, and until next time. God bless. Amen.